Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Mia from Life in Motion Fitness in Harvey, Louisiana. What's up, Mia? How are you today? I'm doing great, Bree. How are you? Doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Good, good. No problem at all. Awesome. All right. So let's waste no time here getting into the details. What is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? Basically, um, I'm a former uh, Air Force veteran, and I found myself at a point in my life where, you know, I'm an active person. I was always a tomboy, always fit. I found myself over 285 pounds, couldn't figure out why, had went through some medical concerns, ended up type two diabetic, Graves disease, all kinds of things attacked my system. And like most of us do, we just get out and do what we know, what we know how to do. Go run, go walk, go push up, go sit up. You know, being in the military, that was the thing, run a mile and a half, do X amount of push ups, right. X amount of sit ups, boom. Then I got with some people who really kind of knew what they were doing after I had lost kind of 40 pounds on my own and plateaued. And then just kind of listening to them talk about macros and um, proteins and carbs and cycling and um, weightlifting and moving through different things and muscles. And it kind of intrigued me. Um, as a finance major, I have detailed oriented skills. So knowing muscles and things like that. So it encouraged me to go to school. Um, I was ending my military career suddenly. Um, had to find a way to make some type of income because I had no idea what was going to happen next. Mm -hmm. Lost 80 pounds and wanted wow. to feel, I wanted to give this feeling to someone else. Like it was so good, I couldn't keep it to myself. Yes. So my husband was like, well, okay, like <laughs> you're retired, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm not sure. So I'm sitting here with this NASM certification <laughs> and this master's in ex-phys and all of this knowledge and willing to give it. I didn't have any idea. So I threw up a TRX bolt in my garage and took on a client and this is it. This is where I got it. How do, how did I get to where I am? I just kept moving. My life was in motion and that's how mm -hmm. I came up with the name. Got it. As I love that. Staying in momentum. Yes. Yes. I love that. First of all, thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And that's awesome that I always love when I talk to somebody that has had such a life-changing experience from fitness and then right. it's just natural for you want for you to want to share that with other people. So Agreed. it completely makes sense. And you know, that's really feeds into really enjoying what you're doing. And yes. that's such an important part of this whole thing. So I love to hear that. Now, as far as your business model goes, currently within the facility, how do you structure things? Are you doing group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones, any open memberships? How does that all work? Currently, I am doing personal training, which sometimes end up being like a small group, two to three people. Um, personal training, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays during normal business hours five to four-ish. 
And then I do group training in the evening. I run two group classes. So I'm the only trainer in the gym. Okay. All right. And how many members or clients are you currently serving? Currently, I probably have about, about 70, 70, 75 clients. Okay. And did you say you're the only trainer? (laughs) Yes. That's wild. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So you're busy. So what is, what does your day look like? Like what does a normal day look like for me in the gym? Uh, 5.45 AM Monday. Um, I am nonstop until 12. Then I have a one, a two sometimes, and a four. Then I have 5.30, 6.30 p.m. class. So I'm out of the gym, locked, doors locked, alarm set, 8 p.m. Tuesday is office day. So that's when I process my, you know, payments or paperwork or, you know, I try to, um, oh, I'm also the graphics designer. So, and also my uh, marketing person. So I plan out planally. I plan out time for Canva and, you know, all of those good things. Um, and then Wednesday, I'm back at it again, 5.45. Then um, Thursday, I'm back at it again. Fridays, I try to do like a every other weekend type deal where I take a three-day weekend. Mm-hmm. So okay. just to, to yeah. some mental space. Absolutely. Yeah. You need it after those long days, you know, that's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work for one person. So are you looking to bring in some trainers to kind of take some of those things off of your plate? I am looking for a smarter way to work. Mm -hmm. Um, my, I, yes. (laughs) the short answer is yes (laughs) okay so now within that a smarter way to work so are you considering doing like a hybrid model or what what do you mean by that so I think I'm I'm dancing with the idea of bringing in other uh modalities or training um, uh, different types of fitness exercises. So as opposed to it just being like a hit type of a deal where I could bring in maybe somebody who does, like I'm in New Orleans, right? And this is the capital of twerking. Maybe do something like a twerk fitness class or, um, you know, Tai Chi, introduce something into the neighborhood that a lot of people are not necessarily familiar with those are some of my aspirations um mm-hmm. to become more med spa um okay but okay. but as far as trainers are concerned it would definitely you know there's there's so many people out here who look the part but don't have the education and my mm-hmm. my my desire is to just make sure that everyone is safe just do this safely because yes. I was very unsafe in my own journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That should absolutely be number one. Most important is the safety aspect of it right. and injury prevention. Um, 
because you know we definitely don't want setbacks happening along the way it's it's challenging enough as it is so all right so now as far as the marketing piece goes so you're wearing a lot of different hats and most gym owners do you know it's you are marketing you're the trainer you take care of all of the financial aspects of the facility there's so many things that you're constantly doing what does marketing look like for you how are you getting the word out there to people about what it is that you're doing currently um it is um several ways One is to just keep my name plastered across my chest every time I go out (laughs) Mm -hmm. to ensure that my clients have easy access to t-shirts and towels and cups and um, social media is really, uh, I'm I'm very heavy on Instagram um, Mm -hmm. by way of, uh, well, Facebook by way of Instagram. And I'm learning a little bit about TikTok I, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of hiring a marketer uh, again. Mm-hmm. I had one in the past. Um, I'm, I'm just, right now I'm doing it all. I'm, I'm taking, you know, I do have, let me say this. I did hire a branding photographer. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely something that I think should work into your budget. If nothing else, just to be able to have current content. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because that in and of itself is a full-time job, right? Trying to constantly provide content. And it's very challenging when you are doing everything else, you know, you're teaching all the classes, you're running all of the sessions. And sometimes it's like the last thing that you think about, it's like eight o'clock at night and you're like, Oh, forgot to post on social media, you know? So if you can have somebody to at least provide the content for you to post, then it uh, makes things a little bit easier in that regard. So, uh, okay. And then, so as far as growth goes within the membership, so are you maxed out right now as far as the amount of people that you can take on or is there room to add more? I would say there during the day, there's definitely time to take on some more people. Um, mm-hmm. Another personal trainer, um, where it kind of gets a little sticky is, you know, if they want to run a class, you know, they would, the thing is that they would, you know, we would have to do it to where it wouldn't be on the days that I had class. Sometimes they don't, you know, I've tried it in the past, they didn't like it. I don't know. Um, personally, I think that there is room to grow. I think that there is space that's unused on Tuesday nights and Friday nights mm-hmm. and Saturday nights. Um, there's definitely room for growth. What that looks like, uh, you know, I, I have a pretty good idea. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just looking for the right people that want right. neglected. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes that's hard, it's hard to find. You know, people are good, good people that really fit what it is that you're looking for can definitely be hard to find. Right. Definitely understand that. Now, as far as other services for your clients that you have within the facility, are you offering any type of nutrition or accountability coaching, supplementation, retail, anything of that nature that provides that higher level of service for your clients, but then also other streams of revenue 
for the business? Correct. So I'm so glad you said that. I do. I offer um, body composition for free. So I have an in-body, in-shop. Okay. And I offer them, uh, you know, every six weeks we'll do an in-body and they'll be able to, we'll look at it and assess. I am also a NASM certified nutrition coach. So I do provide uh, nutritional guidance to my clients, um, working on getting some insight into intermittent fasting, um, first becoming my own subject, having recently lost, uh, you know, in the last four months, another 25, no, I'm about 15 pounds. Um, so wow. I'm just trying to get, explore other avenues of mm -hmm. this, this journey um, because everyone is just so hard hitting with the, the exercise, exercise, exercise. It's so much more mm -hmm. than that. You know, I've reached out to other local businesses, small businesses in the community like Halo Suites, like um, um, Power Body Massage and off, get them to offer my clients a discount for uh, the massages that help them recover from the type of exercise that we do to get them to understand that, you know, they have to take care of themselves outside of the gym yeah. as well. Um, uh, yes, I definitely offer, um, I also sell uh, apparel, fitness apparel, which I call Fit Life Merch. I have another business, um, which is my apparel business. I sell uh, what I call Fit Leisure. So you can wear it in the gym or you can couple it with a nice coat and a pair of boots and be out on the town for the night um, comfortably. Um, yes. I also offer uh, waist trainers and fat burning creams, um, supplementation. Currently I sell CMOS um, and uh, my friend, a very good friend of mine who is also um, in the building with me is a, a makeup artist and she sells a beautification tea for skin. So I offer the CMOS and the, the tea combination together to help mm -hmm. with wellness and internal wellness and things like that. Right. Yeah. So the overall, the overall package. Overall I like that. package. And that's, that's what I really believe it's all about. Definitely. And I love that you have a uh, clothing line. I have a yes. background in fashion design and that was always something that I wanted to pursue was, you know, wow. like an athleisure line. So I, I appreciate that. That's awesome too. Yes. Cool. Well, let's All right. Up. So now, yeah, absolutely. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. That's my uh, original first passion was mm -hmm. in fashion I actually went to school for fashion design, um, wow. but then it was like my my second thing was always in fitness, and then the two kind of combined. And, and fitness ended up taking over, but I still love that side of things as well. Right. So. Right. Yeah. All right. And now, one thing that I really love to ask about is bottlenecks or key challenges within the business right now. Are there any bottlenecks you've been experiencing, or any type of challenges that are top of mind for you right now my my bottleneck would probably be covid mm -hmm. meaning like it kind of it, it it put a a, a a hold on so i also do a uh non 
and it's not registered as a nonprofit, but it's a community give back where I have a campaign, it's called Socks for Seniors. And so mm -hmm. because seniors have a, a lot of problems with PAD, peripheral artery disease, their feet are often cold. So we get people, community businesses to donate socks. And then we would go into the nursing homes in the community around holiday season and give a pair of socks to each resident. And it just opened up a door for us to be able to talk to them and have a different visitor. But with COVID, that program has completely been stifled. Um, right. Also with just having people comfortable with coming into the gym, dealing with sweat and rubber surfaces. And so, you know, it, it's it's been a little bit of a challenge developmentally where I've gone from, you know, a class of 40 people to a class of now 10. Right. That's a severe cut. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And what are you doing to kind of remedy that? Have you added more class times in to be able to space people out more or how are you dealing with that? So what I've done locally is um, basically what I've done is, like I said, I'm the only trainer in the gym. So I don't have to worry about moving outside or inside. Um, I do have a breezeway in between my building and my uh, the other coach's building. She does uh, gymnastics and acro. So I, I try to utilize that outside. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I promote safetyness. Yes, you do have to wear a mask. However, comma, we're COVID, this has not been a COVID breakout center since COVID existed. Um, I focus on, you know, where they lay their mats and how they do their equipment and keeping uh, hand sanitizers and cleaning facilities and, 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 you know, spray bottles and all kinds of stuff and just really promoting cleanliness. Um, and I did increase my class size, but I only went up to 25 people only because okay. if it rains and we can't go outside, that's what's going to fit comfortably in the gym. I can do five groups of five in the gym. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that, that makes sense. Um, and keep everybody six that, feet. Right. <laughs> or three yeah, feet or exactly. whatever the current mandate is. <laughs> right. Um, so eventually I'm guessing you would like to get back to those larger classes and having 40 people in class, or do you kind of like it now the way that it is? I actually really, really like the personability of the smaller class. I am yeah. in love with, like not saying I didn't know the 40, I knew the 40 right. too, mm -hmm. but it gives me a little bit more freedom to do a little more, put in a challenge yeah. for the group, you know, like now I'm able right. to run calorie challenges and, you know, I'm, it burns me up when I got a 5.30 class and it's 4, 5.20 and they show up and they're all sitting in their cars with their engines running, killing the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get out of your car like you have thousands of dollars of equipment in here at your beck and call. Are you serious right now? Like, so what? You're going to work out in an hour. 
come in here right now and get something going, you know? Yeah. So I do things like uh, burpee challenges and squat challenges and uh, calorie challenges just to get them on. Nothing in my, nothing in my gym moves without you moving it. There's no on button. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Um, so now what are your main focuses within the business? Where are you directing most of your attention right now? And where would you like to be by the end of 2022, ideally? That's a great question. Um, my primary focus is two things. Um, I have a program called the Fit Happens Project where I um, gather 20 participants and we meet four times a week and we go through health and wellness on every level, financial, mental, physical, emotional, we attack it in every level. And that's one of the programs that I wanna bring back. But this time I wanna do it, I wanna call it a 40 day flex. And, but I wanna, I wanna have coaches. So mm-hmm. that's something that I'm, I'm actually working on now. I'm gonna put my coaches through it first, me first and then them. And then we're gonna launch that by I'm hoping January of 2023. Okay. Number number two is um, teaching life-saving skills to youth in the area um, who are in undeveloped, underdeveloped, excuse me, financially stressed, um, low income, any income. Because so many times our youth are put at an opportunity or risk to where they have a chance to save someone's life and they don't know what to do. So I'm in the process of developing that now where we teach Mm -hmm. them choking skills, um, CPR, AED, uh, um, stop the bleed techniques, all Mm -hmm. of those things to incorporate the other side of it, which is all of those techniques incorporate life skills that our children are missing because they can no longer play in playgrounds. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And is that something you're looking to roll out by the end of this year or also, yeah? I'm, I'm hoping, yes, by the end of this year. I'm, I'm really, I got some key players uh, mm-hmm. In, in my grips, in my grasp. So I'm really working on trying to implement those two things this year. Um, as far as growing and, and things like that, I think that with those two programs, that will create at least a 10 to 15% growth in my business. Um, and, and, and again, I, I'm not looking for a profit. Trust me, the only reason why I do this is to simply keep the lights on where I'm at. I would do it for free. You know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just being able to, to share, you know, whether it be on the, on the fitness side of things or on the side of helping the youth learn those skills or your, uh, nonprofit for, for seniors, it's, you're very much so focused on giving back. And I I love that. I am. That's awesome. We need more people like you. Who are willing to do those things, you know? As as well, you who are willing to spread it and feel it and understand it. It's it's different. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, so now something else that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering doing their own thing, going their own way, opening their own facility or any type of service like the services that you provide, what would that be? What's one of the most important things that has really stuck out to you over the years? There's so much. Yeah. (laughs) I would say, first and foremost, don't be motivated, be determined. Mm -hmm. Because motivation is temporary. But determination requires planning and it requires testing and it requires doing. And and so have a plan, be determined. Um, Yeah, I jumped in two feet, (laughs) no business plan, no finances, you know, a couple of wall balls I borrowed from a friend. And my my highest investment was $200 on a TRX strap. (laughs) I mean, you gotta, you gotta have a better plan. Right. Yeah. And when you're determined to make it happen, you make it happen no matter what. Right. But there's an easier road. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be so hard. Right. That would be my main advice. Just keep your guard, your, guard your dreams and be determined. Yes, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> awesome. And now as we that's a good, it's a good note to end on Thank you. <laughs> as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? So on Facebook, I am, uh, I have fit life, life with a Y. So it's F I T L Y F E merch, M E R C H. Um, on Instagram, I am also at fit life merch and they can also find me at live L-I-V-E, life, L-Y-F-E, the letter N, motion. And on TikTok as well. On TikTok, yes. That's the new up and coming platform. I need need some help. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I can listen to one of your podcasts on how to do TikToks. Yeah, right. I know. Everybody's kind of in that same boat. It like happened so fast. And now everybody's trying to figure out, you know, what the best uh, TikToks are and, you know, is it dances? Is it, you know, what is it? So I know everybody, everybody's trying to figure out the whole TikTok thing. Right, so right. you're not alone. Sure. I was still Snapchatting. I was still Snapchatting. Right? I know. I know. It moves so fast. It's hard to keep up with everything. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So so Mia from Life in Motion Fitness in Harvey, Louisiana. It's been so nice talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bree. And it was a pleasure. And thank you so much for having me anytime. Yes, absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. We will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Metroflex Gym in San Marcos, Texas, Dan Haggerty. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. I am super excited to have you on. Um, there's a lot to cover and not a lot of time, so let's jump into it. For, for people who don't know what Metroflex is all about, give us the scoop and how it applies to your specific gym. Okay, so Metroflex Gym San Marcos, you know, we, we consider ourselves a hardcore training facility. But to me, hardcore isn't just being like a meathead. It doesn't mean being a bodybuilder, a strongman. It means taking your training seriously, whether it be training for a sport, training for a comp- competition, training to get healthy, training for your job. It, 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 you know, to me, someone that is three, 400 pounds that wants to get off medication and taking their health seriously, that's as hardcore as Ronnie Coleman was hard- hardcore. So that's, that's what I said, like when, and with our gym, it's more of a, uh, I say we're more of a dysfunctional family setting. You know, it's, uh, I, I, our members, they know each other. Like I'm, they basically, everybody refers to me as coach or, or I'm the gym dad, so to speak. But it's just, it's a, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's an open uh, warehouse style gym um, here in San Marcos, Texas. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's just it. Like we, we take our training seriously. It's a gym built by trainers for training. So I love that. It, and correct me if I'm wrong, you take the training seriously, you take the impact on the community seriously, but you're not taking your te- yourself too seriously. No, I'm, I'm a big kid, uh, prankster and I like to joke around and, and uh, I like to be, I'm very sarcastic and uh, I do take training seriously, but at the same time, it's got to be fun. It's got to be interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's not just something you want to dread and, and, and uh, not look forward to. So I, I like the fact that our members and our, and our, 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 our uh, the people that come to the Metroflex gym, it's like the one thing they look forward to for the day is to come in, get their workout in, feel better about themselves, and, and uh, kind of get on with their day. Yeah, man. I think that's the biggest needle mover we can ever make in this game is so many people, the thought of going in the gym sounds like work, and, and it is, and it sounds like, you know, something that they, you know, they might rather go to the dentist or have to sit, you know, in the used car finance office than do it. But if you can find a way to make it something that people look forward to, you're so far ahead of the game in, in changing people's lives that yeah. I think it gets overlooked too easily. You know, it doesn't have to be about, you know, kicking the shit out of people every time that they're around. It's, hey, are, are you looking forward to this? And from there, the, the battle's almost won. Yeah. I mean, like with my members, they'll come in and they train. You're like, we don't have TVs. We don't have you know, we don't have air conditioning. We don't have anything. It's like I took out all the comfort features. So like when you come into the gym, you're there to, tr- to train to work out without the distractions, you know, and, and like it's funny is like uh, even our female members, they're comfortable coming in because they come in and they train. They're not being bothered. They're not being bugged or harassed. They, they come in and train just like the guys. Um, you know, everybody's there for a purpose whether it be, like I said, to lose weight or get in shape or get ready for a competition or whatever, but everybody's there for a purpose. And then, uh, you know, I make it a point where I'm there seven, almost seven days a week most times. And 
I try to make a time to, to go around. I talk to my members, find out what's going on in their day. You know, I'll, I'll chat with them a little bit on their way in or the way out. And, and I try to make it to where, again, like I said, it's like it's a family setting. And my members are comfortable because like it's their gym. It's not my gym. It's their gym. They're, they're a part of it. And so like our members actually take part of uh, and take a pride in the gym, you know. So like when they're out and about and anybody mentions Metroflex gym, they're like, yeah, that's my gym, you know. So, yeah, and I take pride in that as well, that, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, for instance, like we're in a college town in San Marcos, like with Texas State University. We'll have members that are with us for two, three, four years while they're going to school, graduate, move away. How many times have you heard someone that is a member at a gym move away, but come back every six months to a year just to visit? Oh, you shit. know, it's not, unheard, it's not heard of, but we have that, you know, and like my members, they'll keep in touch through social media, but like I have a, a handful that come back every year to come in. We'll do group workouts, things like that, almost like a reunion. So that's pretty badass, man. Yeah, it really speaks to um, what you've built community and culture uh, over the last 10 and a half years that isn't necessarily found in, you know, your style of gym. You know, you, we hear people like with CrossFit style gyms and things like that. They're like, well, we work out together, we're group classes and, mm -hmm. and they, they put a lot of emphasis on community. But it sounds like even though people come in and work out at various times and, and don't necessarily work out in groups per se, they still do feel that camaraderie, camaraderie and community when, when they're in your four walls. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, for like, truthfully, I don't treat it as a business. I treat it as a community outreach. You know, I'm there to, to be like, we're here to make an impact on people's lives. I'm not chasing the dollar sign. I mean, yes, I got to pay bills, but I'm not chasing that. I'm not chasing the dollar. I'm chasing the people. Like I, I want, I want that community. And that, and like, we, uh, we try to do it to where every few months we try to do some kind of outreach, whether it be, you know, uh, fundraisers, charity events, whatever, but that's, that's why I do this. You know, and like, I, I jokingly tell some of my clients, like if I didn't have bills to pay, I'd, we'd do this for free, but you know, and that's just cause I, I love what I do. I love what the gym stands for. And uh, a long time ago, I was given the advice when I started off in this industry over almost 30 years ago is nobody cares what you know until they know you care. And that's, I've taken that to heart. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into that a little bit. Your history, you've been, been in the game a long time. Like you said, 30 plus years, um, you know, when did it start for you? You know, love of working out into being a trainer. Uh, you've, you've had a pretty cool career path. So tell us yeah. what, what led up to what you have now. Well, I've always been athletic into sports, you know, like mo uh, like a lot of guys. And uh, uh, once my athletic career was over with, I kind of just got into working out just to work out. And uh, I've always I was never the kid in shape. I always had to work for it. And like and people saw the change in me. And so um, I just kind of got into personal training, uh, worked my way, started off at, you know, Gold's Gym, like a lot of guys and as a personal trainer and worked my way up. And I got into management, became general manager at different gyms. Um, and then from there, I got into consulting where uh, I would get hired in to, and be brought in to actually help open up gyms or to, I would be brought in to help like uh, reorganize gyms and, and, how, and the procedures. And then I would say about 12 years ago, uh, it got brought up with my ex-wife at the time or my wife at the time, uh, just kind of mentioned like, why, why are you doing this for everybody else? Why don't we, why don't you open up your own gym? I'm like, well, I never thought about that. And so we looked into it and I've known Brian Dobson, the owner of the original Metroflex in Arlington. I've known him for a long time and he's an awesome guy. And I like what, I like what the brand stands for. And I figured, well, if I'm going to do it, 
I want to be a part of that. And so we jumped in head first and never looked back. And 10, 10 plus years later, here we are. Awesome, man. It, it's cool to hear how that has really come full circle for you. And, you know, you coming from a background of knowing what it is like to be a consumer of fitness, of gyms, and then getting really like more involved on the business side than almost anybody else who, who I've, you know, who, who I come across uh, as far as real, like you haven't even just seen the inside of one or two gyms that you worked at. Like we'll talk to people who are a general manager of a club or two, and then they buy the club or, or decide to open one. But you've seen under the hood of, of a number of different facilities. So you know what that data looks like. You, I'm sure you, you get to see what are the earmarks, what makes a gym successful operationally, customer experience, all these different things. So you had all this knowledge and you're like, well, shit, I know what I would want in a gym and I know what makes it successful. And it seemed to make sense for you. Like you knew that you were willing to do all the things that makes it successful as a business in the realm of what you'd like to have as a gym. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've, I've been in the community community, you know, as a general manager, of other gyms and working other facilities. So like in the area, I knew all the complaints of what people had of every facility. And so when I opened up my gym, I focused on those complaints and made sure that they weren't, part of it you know, like uh, you know people complain about the equipment was either not taken care of or it was too crowded or it was no parking or the hours or etc cetera, etc cetera. and I just checked them off like okay we're gonna do that and then when I actually got to put put the facility together I looked at it from a trainer's perspective and as a gym goer's perspective like I want to build this place and set it up the way to a gym that I want to go to and that's the way I did it. I, I have the equipment that I like to train with, that I like to work out with personally. I have the equipment that I, I need for all my clientele. And that's just that's just what we did. And then now it's, it's kind of grown into a full-fledged facility where it doesn't matter what your training style is. Like, you want to do CrossFit? We've got the CrossFit rigs. You want to do uh, sports-specific? We've got, you know, the we have the uh, – uh, the area to do sports specific training. You want to do strongman? We got strongman equipment. You want to do powerlifting? We've got powerlifting. You want to do just cardio and you want to, or just regular fitness? We have that too. So it's, it's kind of a, a little bit of everything for everybody. So. Yeah. I want to get into a little bit of the logistics of the where and the how. So why San Marcos? Where, are you from there? Were you living there? Was it just, was well, there something about it that made you want to open there? I, I was living in San Marcos at the time. And uh, the World Gym here in town, I was the man, I was the general manager of years ago. Well, it just recently had shut down, and I saw this huge like everybody that was going there was complaining because they didn't like the other gyms in town, and there was just a big need. And so that's when it got brought up, like, hey, why don't you buy the gym? And so we looked into it and finding out how much they wanted for it. I'm like, no, it would be a better bet of just let's open up our own. And so that's what we did. So I, I just saw the need for it and jumped at it and ran with it. And San Marcos, it's a little tough because it is a smaller town, but it benefits us because we're, you know, 30 minutes from Austin, 30 minutes from San Antonio. So it's not that bad of a drive, but um, we do, we're not able to, uh, like for instance, a gym say in Houston or Dallas, they have a larger pool to, to pull from. So being in a smaller town, it does hurt us a little bit, but, Again, we're a small town gym in a small town, and I like it. So, yeah. 
So when it came to the facility, some of the things you talked about were, you know, parking, access, location. What were the big, you know, the big factors for you, the, the size, the availability? Um, you know, you've been in your spot for the same spot since you opened 10 and a half years. It's actually our, our third location. And okay. a joke about people want to talk about lifting weights is hard. Try to move them. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's our, our, we've moved, moved locations three times now. And, and originally when we started off, we were at a, oh God, almost a 15,000 foot facility. We, we, we built more than we could shoot. You know, we, we went within big expectations, but we're doing okay. New property owner came in, bought the property, jacked up the rent, so we moved to another facility. And now in San Marcos, uh, there's not a lot of re, uh, uh, property around. You know, everything's kind of been bought up or being used so our second location we just jumped into a smaller facility is probably about three thousand square foot and we just made it work what was cool about that location we were just right across the street from the river so like people come in work out walk over jump in the river go for a swim especially during the summers so then this facility opened up is about five thousand square foot out out kind of outside on the outskirts of town a little bit but things are developing out that way and so i, I saw that coming and i wanted to jump at it uh, knowing that, you know, the town is growing and, and moving out in that direction. So I wanted to jump and get that location while I could. And that way, while things build up around us, it'll, it'll benefit us in the long run. But we got to the bigger facility. Um, the layout's just perfect. Lots of parking. I've got an actual, I've got about an acre of property that I can actually gravel or lay foundation down if I want to extend the building or add more parking if I need it, you know, so it's a, uh, it's a good spot. And, uh, but yeah, it just it just worked out perfectly for us. And then plus just the layout of the gym, the facility itself, the way the building was built, it was just just perfect. I mean, when I walked in, it was just kind of like, this is it. This is this is the place. So we jumped at it. And how long have you been in this location for? Uh, over three years now. So okay. we got almost almost probably about four, almost four years. And your location in town, I think you said you're kind of on the edge of where everything is getting built yeah. up, but not so close to it that you're going to play, pay exorbitant rent. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like the closer you get towards the, to the, the, the town square, your higher rent, the farther out you get, the cheaper. So we're kind of right there. And I got it early enough where there was nothing really out there just yet. And, uh, but now we've got like apartment complexes booming up all around us. We've got businesses booming up, you know, the, uh, San Mar the city of San Marcos actually just moved their, their government buildings out by us. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of development out in that direction. So like San Marcos is booming. Like it wasn't just a few years ago, San Marcos and then now New Braunfels, which is just 10 minutes down the road was voted like the, the number one growing city in America at the time. So, yeah. Yeah, so you got in at the right time for sure on the on the real estate choices and and just quickly for you know for people who aren't aren't geography nerds or want to Google you're you're about like we said about smack dab between San Antonio and Austin and yeah. the way that they're both growing you're you're getting advantage you know all those apartments and neighborhoods that are going up are people that have you know now probably remote jobs good you know better paying jobs things like that that are moving out of the cities and want to have a little bit of land. They don't want to be in a, you know, uh, on a postage stamp anymore. So there's still a little bit of land out there, but lots of yeah. families coming out that way and lots of professionals too, right? Yeah, we got, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of growing and development that way. People kind of getting out of Austin, San Antonio, and then uh, Texas State University is growing. It's getting bigger and bigger and the student population is growing. So yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're seeing the, we're seeing the growth and development for sure. 
Heck yeah, man. One of my favorite parts of the country. That's, that's for sure. So, and I'm not a Californian, so I, you know, I'd probably be a little more welcome, but, but anyway, um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, operations in the gym. You're in there all the time, six, seven days a week. You're, you're the face, like you said, you're, you're gym dad. Um, but you do have some other, other help. You have some desk staff, you've got some trainers. So how's that sorted out? So we do have personal trainers and what I did to kind of keep my overhead down and then plus being a personal trainer in my past and well, even still now, it's hard to, as a trainer, it's hard to make money when you work for a gym. And so what I wanted to benefit trainers and to keep my overhead down, my trainers are freelance. They just pay rent. They set their own rates, their own hours, and they, they do their own thing. Um, the only thing I require is that their, their clients either become members or just buy a day pass. Uh, other than that, I do have front desk staff that uh, works for me. And then I have a, a couple of people that come in weekly and clean the facility, kind of do a, a deep clean. Um, and then, you know, I've, I've got a guy that comes in, does the, the clean, works on the lawn, you know, takes care of the, the property. Um, but other than that, that's it. I've got uh, a total of probably nine employees, not including trainers. Uh, right now, I've got about three to four trainers on, on, on hand that work out, work from the work, work in the facility. I'm trying to get a few more. I don't want to saturate with trainers. I just want to get a, a good number of good, good trainers in there. Um, and then I just, I do the day-to-day -day operations. Like I'll do all the, the, the paperwork, the banking. Um, I do a lot of the general repairs on the equipment and uh, things like that. I stay involved. It's, it's my baby. So I, I keep hands on, but I've gotten to where, um, like we were saying earlier, uh, I'm no longer self-employed. I just, I run a business. So I don't, uh, I, I do do the day-to-day -day operations and, and I'm kind of, I'm slowly giving more responsibilities to my front desk staff. Um, all my employees are part-time. Um, and then right now, like we, we don't, we're, our business hours are like 5.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, Saturday, it's nine to six. Sunday, we're only open from noon to five. That's because I, I go to church. Uh, I, I'm a God-fearing man, so I gotta, I gotta do that thing. Uh, but my goal is within, it's, it's been my goal for a while. COVID kind of screwed us, but um, I'm hoping within the next, you know, year or two or hopefully sooner to go 24 hours. And then uh, my goal on top of that is to expand the facility, uh, maybe get rid of a few pieces of equipment, add in a few more, uh, expand. I, I want to bring in some, uh, I want to expand the facility big enough to bring in like uh, some boxing and MMA coaches to where we could uh, basically have everything under one roof. So if you want to do bodybuilding, strongman, boxing, MMA, um, or just general fitness, you know, whatever your goals are, it's all under one roof. So that's, that's kind of my, my game plan down the road. So one of the things that, um, that we've established pretty strongly is, is this thing is your baby and, and uh, you want to make sure that it, you, you uphold a certain client experience um, just, just general culture and community. Uh, you did at one point experiment with bringing a manager in yeah. and there, there can be pros and cons to that. And I'm sure even, uh, obviously you don't have that anymore. Um, so maybe more cons than pros, but what were some of the things, um, that you liked about it? And what were some of the things that made you go back to, to being that guy, at least for now? Well, some of the things I liked about it was it freed up my time a lot. I was like, wow, I can take a day off. I can breathe. I can go, you know, chill out a little bit or spend more time with the family. Um, but I, I just saw it was, it took a lot of stress off of me. It, it added stress because it made me worry, like, are they doing their job? But it also took a lot of stress off me where I didn't have to worry about a lot of 
tedious, tedious stuff, like the paperwork and the filing and the data, a lot of the day-to-day stuff. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, it was nice to be able to, to free up my schedule where I could actually work for focus more on expanding the business and instead of, and less on the day-to-day stuff. Like I could go out and talk to other companies about doing like corporate contracts. Uh, I can go out and talk to other individuals about growing and let it, and basically bring more awareness that, Hey, we're here. We're another gym in town to give, give uh, for people to come into and check out. Um, but then it just got to the point where I just, I missed having my hands on it. You know, it's, it's again, like I said, it's my baby. I just, um, unfortunately, you know, and, and nothing wrong. Like the person I hired to manage the gym, they did an awesome job. I just, I just, I couldn't justify paying them to run my business when it was my business. And that was money that I could use for other things, whether it be to expand, buy new equipment or whatever the case may be. And then, uh, I just, I noticed that when I wasn't there all the time, or I won't say all the time, but when I wasn't there as much and they were running the business, I noticed it, it, it we were losing that family, that family feeling. Like it was, um, it just didn't feel as personal for, for our members. Like they just, they felt like more like it was just a gym. They'd come in, check in, go work out and leave. But when I'm there, they'll, they'll come in, they'll check in. You know, we might shoot the shit for a few minutes or, you know, like I'll go out and I kind of like I'll rag on them a little bit like, uh, you know, you done warming up yet? Add some weight on there. You know, little jokes, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Make it more personal. And I think as to me, um, I'm more of a, a local community guy. Like I will, I will rather buy local, spend a little bit more and buy local than outsource some somewhere else. But uh, to me, I, I like the idea of walking into a business and seeing the owner standing behind the counter or at the desk or, or being there rather than just walking in and seeing a bunch of employees. It's, it's just that, that personal, it has that personal feeling to it. So you get to actually know and see them. And then it's just being a small business owner. It's just nice to where, you know, I'm involved in the community. The community sees me there and it's just a, it's a cool thing where, you know, out and about and I hear people talking about, hey, you know, Mitch Flick's gym, that's my gym or, you know, like being out in public and people are like, Hey, big D what's going on? You know, they just see me. And it's just, it's just, it's a good feeling knowing that, you know, I am, a, like, I and the gym are part of this community. It's not just a business, but we are part of the community. So. Yeah. And I think that, you know, just stays super aligned with what you said is ultimately for the type of the type of community, for the feeling, for you being the glue that, that sticks that together to have the type of business that you want doesn't necessarily have to extract every dollar or completely remove you from it. It's more about you getting the fulfillment and what you want out of the business than it checking off every box in a spreadsheet or, you know, being something that might make, um, you know, an investor happy. It's, it's having your ideal business, to use as your platform for your community and everything more than every last cent or dollar that you could, you could get out of it. Yeah. I mean, cause like I've, I know that there's other things I could do to probably make a better profit and, and we're looking at things. Cause I mean, yes, we've got to pay bills and it would be nice to see our bank accounts grow a little bit, but it's not, I'm not doing this to get rich. And it's like, I, and uh, the thing is, is like, I get guys coming up all the time asking me questions, like, you know, grilling me. Cause like, like I want to own a gym one day. I'm like, okay, why? what is your goal? What, what's your reason? And like, I've, I've had guys come and tell me like, well, cause I want to do it. Cause like, I want to be, you know, and they'll name off some guy that owns like some multi-million dollar facility somewhere. I'm like, okay, well, do you know that that's a rare thing? You know, it's, it's, it can be done, but it's, again, it's like you, you, 
to me, I would rather get fulfillment from what I'm doing than fill my bank account, you know, and that's just me. Uh, I may be different. I may be an oddball. I don't know. You know, I, again, like I said, I'm not doing this to get rich. Yeah. I, I try to, to take care of my family and pay my bills. We live, we live a good life, but at the same time, I'm doing this for fulfillment rather than the, the, the dollar. And I think our members see that and they keep, they, they keep, they stick, they stick around for that reason. Like just for now, like right now we see inflation going up and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get into politics or anything like that, but we see inflation be going up and people are struggling. And I made a comment the other day, like, Hey guys, you know, we may be looking at increasing our rates by a few bucks just to, to make ends meet. And I told him, I go, this isn't to, to go in my pocket. This is just to keep the lights on, keep the doors open. And my members were like, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to pay it. Cause I don't want to see Metroflex go anywhere. So I'm like, okay, that's awesome. So. Awesome, man. So with this, you know, going on to what, what you get out of the gym besides being able to pay your bills, there's, there's a couple of things. There's um, a platform for you to be in the community to, uh, to some degree, share your faith with people to make connections there. So, you know, we talked about that a little bit. And then there's also some, some things that you're passionate about that, that are a little bit more niche or add on with the, the powerlifting community, the strongman community. So let's talk about some of those additional things that aren't just kind of like ring the cash register where yeah. you do get fulfillment and enjoyment in, in providing that to your community. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I enjoy like powerlifting body. I used to be, I competed in powerlifting years ago. I used to be a competitive bodybuilder and uh, I did strongman for a bit till I, I got beat up and too many injuries. Um, but I love the competitive nature. And so like we, we'll do, hold, we'll host events like powerlifting meets, um, strongman uh, competitions. Like we just, we have an annual, uh, me and uh, Dave McCartney, he, he's opening up another facility in town. He's he's actually one of my trainers and he's opening his, uh, his own facility uh, uh, right now. But we do an annual thing called the, the Strongest San Martian. And uh, with San Marcus, the nickname, everybody calls themselves San Martians. So we came up with the thing of uh, the Strongest San Martian and it's an annual strongman competition, which we just hosted uh, just a few weeks ago. And it was, it was a really cool event. And so it's, it's just fun putting these events together, uh, giving people an opportunity to compete, especially those that are interested in it, but have never done it before, or they're nervous because we don't do sanctioned. We do non-sanctioned. So that way it's more relaxed. It's more fun. Um, but to be able to put these uh, competitions on for everybody to jump in, uh, it's just fun. It, it keeps me involved in the sport because I, I have a competitive nature. My body just can't take the beating and the abuse of, of competing anymore. So it, it at least keeps me involved in the sports. Um, and so that's fun. And then, uh, we also use that as a venue for fundraising. So there's times where, um, you know, we'll take part of the entry fees or the ticket sales or whatever, and use part of that money for, for donations and, and things like that. Like we'll do, uh, uh, we help out like the local women's shelter, the, the, the mother's, uh, uh facility, things like that. So, uh, or we'll find families in the area that are in need and, and just kind of help them out with what we can with paying their bills or putting, filling up their groceries uh, with them with, with groceries. So, you know, we do what we can. And uh, I think that's a lot, a lot with it. And then again, you know, uh, we are a Christian based gym. That, that doesn't mean we're going to beat you over the head with the Bible when you walk in, but you know, we do have scripture on the wall, but like, we play heavy metal, we play rap, we play it all. You know, I, I don't, I don't fit your, your normal, like if you have that stereotype of what a Christian is, that ain't me. I don't, I don't fit in with, with, with the, the mold, so to speak, but uh, the gym has given me an avenue to, to talk to people, have conversations. And, and, you know, people come to me and they see me 
with being a, a you know, uh, like I said earlier, the gym dad. So people come to me all the time with questions and concerns or things going on in their life. And it gives me an, a platform and an avenue to, to talk with them and help give them a little bit of guidance. And I don't give them answers because I, I don't have answers, but I can at least kind of help them guide themselves to, to help them find their own answers, things like that. And then uh, we've kind of gone from there and, you know, and it's just, it's just a fun experience. So getting to help people out. Yeah. And I think, you know, in the span of doing that, you know, you, you can sit and think, you know, how many people can I affect? How many lives can I touch? And generally speaking, and in these conversations that I have with, with guys who in girls who take the avenue of that, it really, it doesn't matter, right? If it's just one, then mm -hmm. that's enough. Yeah. You know, every, every attempt is a bonus, every opportunity for that. But it's like, Hey, if I can, if I can take this thing that I love that I'm passionate about and make one person's life better or make it, you know, a big change, that's, that's amazing. And then it's all money in the bank from there, really. Oh yeah. Well, and that's what was cool is it was uh, just to, you don't really realize the impact you have on people's lives. And I, I, I don't say this in a bragging manner. Like it blew me away. It was my 40th birthday four years ago. And uh, my wife at the time, she reached out to members, past members, clients, past clients of mine, and asked if they'd be willing to put together like a little 10 second clip of like what I meant to them or, or the impact I might have had on their life. And everybody sent her, sent her all these videos. And when she compiled it together, I had over almost like a 20 to 30 minute video of past members and clients like commenting on what the gym's done for them or what me personally have done for them. And it just blew me away. I'm like, Holy shit. You know, like you don't realize like, it's just, this is the stuff, stuff that I do, you know? And then like, I, I, I don't realize the gym has that kind of impact on people. And, and like, I have an individual right now, he's a, uh, uh, he's a veteran. He actually, you know, I would say about a year ago, he came up to me. He's like, Hey man, he goes, I just want to let you know this gym saved my life. He's like, you know, it's like when he got back from Iraq, he was just, he had issues and the gym gave him an outlet. And he's like, I credit this gym for saving my life. I was like, holy shit, man, that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, that'll sit you down in your seat real quick, huh? Oh, yeah. Shoot. So it, it, it definitely, it definitely makes it feel, uh, the, the makes the bad days and all the stress and the worries well worth it. So. Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of we got your background and we know what you're doing now we have a good feel of, of the community everything that you're doing there um as we start to wind down here what's what's the future look like for you or what do you you know what do you um what do you want for the gym and then what do you want from the gym and i say that in to mean you know what do you want the gym to ultimately look like and 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 where does it you know where does it fit into your life in the grand scheme of things um well as you look for what you want. Well, honestly, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hoping to, again, like I said, I want to go 24 hours. I want to expand. I'm actually considering down the road, if I can get everything going and get my staff trained the way I want it to possibly even open up a second location down the road. Um, I don't know how that's going to handle trying to run two locations, but you know, uh, it's always fun. I'm just, it's sort of like, a, I'm in a point in my life where, okay, challenge met. What's the next challenge. Mm -hmm. and, but I, I just, I want to be that old cranky guy that like in my 80s, still sitting at the gym, yelling at people like, hey, you know, this is what you got to do or whatever. That, I just, I don't see myself ever not being a gym owner. I'm going to be that guy where, like I said, 80 years old, hobbling in, 
and still, you know, I'm, God knows I'm not going to be lifting like I, I knew now, but, you know, that guy in the corner still working out and, and still um, being a part of the community and, and, and being part of the fitness industry because this is my passion. This is what I do. Um, I have extended out now. I've got my, my, my own podcast called uh, Shield Bears. Um, that's basically a call to arms for the, basically bringing awareness to how we need, you know, good, strong, godly men in the community, in the world where we need more, more men to step up to be better fathers, better husbands, better uh, community leaders, business owners, things like that. And so I've, I've got the podcast going. I tie that in with the gym quite a bit. Um, and so I, that, that's always been a, a big calling in my life was, was to help guide and educate men into being men. Um, but that's just where I'm at right now. Uh, yeah, I just, like I said, I, I, I don't see myself ever not being a gym owner. Uh, will Metroflex always be around? Not sure. You know, there might come a time down the road where I might either downscale and just do like a training, a training studio or whatnot. I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but I do know that, uh, I want to, I want to get the facility bigger. Um, I want to go 24 hours and I just, I want to be able to give an opportunity to impact more people's lives and, and, and draw more people in, uh, again, maybe another location, uh, we'll see. But, uh, other than that, that's just it. I, I'm, I'm going to be a gym owner the rest of my life. I don't, I don't see myself not being one. Um, it's just, it's in my blood. It's, it's been, it's been part of been my life. I've been in the industry for 30 years. I don't see myself doing anything different. So let's just say that. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound like it's ever gonna it's it's gonna yeah. be in your blood forever for sure. Yeah. It, there's there's no doubt about that. All right. Know, well, uh, no, uh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I just uh, and I do know the uh, my my two oldest boys. Um, one's nineteen, one's one's twenty. Like we, I've actually been talking to them, and they're they're actually showing interest in getting involved in the gym. And I told them, hey, the day comes, they they want to. When I'm ready to retire, I'll hand over the keys. So we'll see. Sweet to, to hand it down, keep it in the family for sure. So we are just about out of time. I want to make sure we already got Shield Bears podcast. Check that out. If people want to find you, website, Instagram, other social media, where else can they find you? Oh, God, I'm, I'm, oh, you would throw me on the burner like that. I don't know all my links, but we are on Instagram, Metroflex Gym, San Marcos. We're on Facebook. Uh, uh, I don't think we have a Twitter, um, but we do have uh, Facebook. Our website is metroflexsanmarcus.com. Um, and then our location is where it's in San Marcos, Texas, 2101 Clovis R. Barker Road, uh, San Marcos, Texas, 78666. Our phone number is 512-878-8575. Uh, again, they can shoot us an email, metroflexgym, sm at gmail.com. Uh, you can actually find us online. Uh, on the website, you can actually sign up online or you can come in person and do it either way. Um, we don't do contracts. I'll just, we do day passes, uh, just all month to month stuff. I don't want people feeling like they're locked in anything they don't want to be. I, I want people to be able to come to the gym if they want to come and not come if they don't want to come. So I, I keep it, I keep it very simple. So, but yeah. All right. So yeah, Metroflex, San Marcos, everywhere on the web that you can find them. Dan, I really appreciate you being on here with us today. It's been a pleasure having you. And I wish you continued success, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And to everyone out there listening, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Danielle Bailey of Hardwick Fitness, coming to you from Hardwick, Vermont. Danielle, what's going on today? How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to pick your brain on this business. And it sounds like there's a bit of a backstory here as to how you got involved. This was not a gym that you opened yourself. You took over at one point, but I don't want to paint on your canvas or or steal your thunder here. Danielle, talk to us a little bit about first and foremost, how you came to be involved with Hartwick Fitness and why. What made you want to buy a gym? Oh, for starters, I was a member. I enjoyed the gym, but saw that it was in disrepair. Um, I saw that it was for sale on Facebook and he actually shared the posting, hoping somebody would buy the gym. Um, Several of my Facebook friends said, this is for you. This is for you. And I said, no, no, this is for somebody. And I didn't take it serious. And I kept seeing that it was for sale for probably nine months and finally decided that it was for me. I didn't want it to close. I thought that I could bring a lot of energy, even though I didn't have any experience. It was not at all in my life goals to own a gym. I bought it thinking I can, I can do this. I can do it. I'm going to do it because I'm going to put my mind to it. And here you are, right? We pulled the trigger, didn't quite plan on it, but suddenly you are a business owner and specifically a gym owner. And so tell us a little bit about when all of that happened and, and what your experience has been thus far. I purchased the gym in September of it was was two years ago September two years ago so so a little over two and a half years ago and instantly pushed social media I I bought the gym there's there's new blood in here there's new energy there's a new owner and the newspaper came, took my picture. I offered an open house and tons of people came in to see what had been changed, what had, what had been improved upon. They all told me that they used to be a member, but then it was in disrepair. 
they used to be a member, but it didn't seem like anybody was there present running the business. And even I felt that as a gym member. So I instantly started getting feedback as to what her downfalls were and ran with it. Every single time somebody said something that they didn't like, and that's why they stopped coming, I made special note to remember that and work on it. The minute somebody responds or, or messages me and wants to meet up for a membership, I'm right there. I will drop anything I can to make this business work. Although I don't work standard hours, I make myself as flexible as possible because no gym I know, owner works standard hours. <laughs> well, no, but I but but the chance that somebody's stopping by at 3:30 to see the gym and have me be there present isn't what happens in the small community they want to look at my pricing they want to message ask a couple questions and i'm super flexible because i know life is complicated you don't necessarily have the time during business hours to sign up for a gym membership so six o'clock in the morning yep i'll be there we'll see nine o'clock at night i will be there i will work around everybody's schedule to make sure that it works for them and so far yeah. it's working yeah, and, and so that certainly speaks to the sales process and, and how you handle that. I want to take a step back and explore sort of the, the marketing and how we're getting people interested in, in finding out about the business and looking to join in the first place. You mentioned social media being a big focus for you guys and, and generating interest that way. Who's handling that? Is that you? I Yes, it's all me. What does that I, look like? Are we are we posting pictures, videos, content, blog articles? Are we dabbling into putting some budget money behind it and, and paying for advertisement? What what are what are we utilizing within social media? I am doing it all myself based on what I feel is working. I do have a local mom that just started an online social media consultant business and I'm going to hire her. She's starting out with a website because I don't actually have a website. That's, that's our first okay. plan. And then she's going to help me by, you know, coming up with reels and photos and videos. I'm not a trainer, so I don't want to give any educational okay. um, content. So it's basically selling the membership by showing you what equipment I have, maybe what things you can do with it with no expert advice. So I'm merely selling memberships. I always give everybody proper equipment use when they sign up, but I can't give anybody a plan, although they still try to ask me for it. And they, yeah. there's a lot of interest in nutrition and I think that the normal average person does not realize that even a trainer is not allowed to give you nutritional advice so even at True. sign up I will I will clearly say I am not a trainer I will give you personal equipment use you know or, or exact equipment use and let them go from there offer them some advice as to where they could find exercise videos or actual training from someone but they instantly go to well what should i be eating and yeah. they think that every trainer is an expert in that do you think that 
either the training piece or nutrition coaching is an opportunity for the business to expand a little bit? Is that something that you guys want to get into? Absolutely. I did start studying and planned on getting certified to be a trainer. I actually had spine surgery last March. So I've been recovering from that instead of actually working on myself because I had to do a lot, you know, physical therapy and do those things. I wanted to be in better shape of myself, training myself before I start offering that. And when I do offer it, I will probably do it more to um, help my members as opposed to sell trainings. I think it would be valuable asset to say, Saturdays at 10, I'm going to offer leg support and make a group of women that could come in and work legs with me. And I think ah, that I small see. community, that might be more beneficial than me trying to sell one-on-ones. And it would make me feel yeah. better about them being successful without the extra expense of personal training, because personal training may be uncomfortable for some. If, if somebody yeah. did want to do a one-on-one, absolutely. But I think a small group of women might be more comforting to some people who aren't quite yeah. sure what they're doing in the gym. And I think, I think just by nature of the way our industry is going, this sort of semi-private or small group model is really a win-win all around. We're not limited to, I can only serve one person per hour. We can serve five, six, eight, whatever the group you decide on is. Mm -hmm. The price point can be a little bit more digestible from Mm -hmm. the client side because it's spread over a certain number of people. And they also have the camaraderie and the community and maybe even a little bit of competition to to push them more so than just this one trainer hovering over them for 60 minutes. So a lot of the time that functions as a better option anyway. That's something that you think could be a route to explore moving forward. Um, And so talk to us about, I mean, you you mentioned earlier, I'm willing to come in 6 a.m., 9 p.m., whatever it is to, to handle the sales process of this. Walk us through what that process is kind of like. Somebody reaches out, they are now quote unquote a lead mm-hmm. what is the what is the process like are they coming in to to have a conversation with you are we just talking pricing and membership sign up what is it what does it actually consist of i think everybody can see my pricing quite easily if they don't then they ask i run it monthly for forty dollars a month but I know I ran a special in my first winter that was three months for 99. It was a little bit less work for me to ask for renewals. It was a little bit less difficulty on the other person's part to necessarily pay me monthly. And I felt like the majority of those people that bought three months stay committed because they had already put the money into a longer commitment. So once I realized that special was so successful, I've continued it and it's not a sale anymore. It's every day. So 
when you sign up, you can do three for 99 or every three months you can keep renewing three for 99. And the people that do it are getting a discount. It's less work for me. And they really are staying committed because even myself as a gym membership, a gym member, I would stay committed. I, I would think to myself, I paid to go today. I'm going to go. And that kept me motivated. And so being a member first has given me a little experience as to what the average person thinks when they're going to the gym. I actually only kept a winter membership. I was one of those winter people where I needed it for my own well-being because it was just depressing to be inside. (laughs) Yes, because I worked until it was dark. And then what do you do after dark? You can't go snowshoeing. You can't, you can't do any of those things. So I myself know there's more of a commitment in the winter. People start to, to fade out when it's nice weather. They don't see the importance of still holding a gym membership when it's nice outside and they can run. And I, and I remember all of that. I keep it with me because I, I know that's what the average person is thinking. They're thinking, you know what? The snow's gone. I don't need a gym membership. And I need to keep them, keep them enticed somehow because it is important. There are rainy days. You, you don't want to lose your gains over the summer and you want to continue to have a gym membership. Yeah. And, and so, so the sales process for you is a little bit unique because we have been on the client side of the table. We yeah. know what that conversation is like and we have that empathy to be able to recognize their perspective here. And then we can tailor our approach to better serve them. Does mm-hmm. that sound right? Yeah. My, my typical enrollment could be five minutes. It could be half an hour. I always sign them up, scan their thumbprint for the door, show them everything, ask them if they have any questions. If they don't um, feel comfortable with, say, the Smith machine, they will, they will, I give them the time to ask any questions while I'm there because I want them to be comfortable. So many people, when they sign up, ask me the question of when, when is your busiest time? And I can tell from that one question that they're uncomfortable there. They want to, they want to go when there isn't anybody there, at least to start out. And so I try to make a small talk conversation, reassuring them that we're all in this together, that it's a great community. And even if you didn't know the person on the Smith machine, if you ask them what you're working on, what do you, what do you call that exercise? That chances are that they're going to be more than happy to explain to you. Therefore giving you a little bit of education instead of being shy and, and not asking. And that's probably the perfect candidate for your semi-private program. Yes. Yes. And I, I feel it, it, that one sentence, I, I can tell the type of person that they are. They're, they're not comfortable going in there. If that's what you're asking is when is your busiest time? Because right. that's, that's them wanting to avoid it. And I try to reassure them that we're, we're all in this together. Yep. And, and Danielle, I mean, our whole conversation thus far has been on on the acquisition side of things how do we generate interest how do we get them in once they're interested and and so inevitably it's a a conversation about growth but i think it's important to keep in mind 
the bigger picture with all of this as well. Some people want to have 10,000 members. Some people don't. Where do you see the future of this business heading? I do see a lot of growth potential if I was to take this huge risk in getting a new space. Right now, we are renting a spot at the Hardwick Inn, and it's amazing. It is also small. Um, I worry that getting a bigger space is just not feasible in the business aspect of the small community. I yep. hover around 100 members, monthly committed members, ones that I that I know are going to be there. Um, I, I think a bigger space is going to make people more comfortable because you you won't be as close. It won't be as close quarters. Um, but that but we're not there yet. We're not there yet. That's definitely at the forefront of my mind. I, I drive by whatever small, you know, commercial properties there are in town and, and daydream. So I'm not stuck in any business sense. I What I'm doing is working, but I'm not opposed to doing other things. If I see the yep. need for them, I, I thought to myself, maybe I run, you know, um, one or two afternoons after school, a class for the, the teenagers. I have so many teenagers that pay for memberships, but maybe if I offered supervised hour two days a week after school, those younger children might be more apt to come in with their parents' permission and Get a, get a little expertise under their belt so that they become a member when they have have a job and have um, more of an interest. They don't know it if they're not there. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, that, that brings our conversation perfectly full circle because the first thing you said was, I took over this gym because I wanted to help the community. I wanted people to be able to have this available. And so it sounds like, the goal hasn't changed. The goal is the goal. Mm -hmm. The scale may be a little bit different in, in how that's implemented, but at the heart of this, how can we help the people in your area learn a little bit more about health and fitness? Danielle, that is a perfect way to start to wrap the podcast up. But before we get out of here, I want to give you the chance to shout it out. I know you said website soon to be under construction, but where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram. I have a Google page. Um, I just don't have the website that leads you directly to a great source of easily accessed information. So I That's don't too. post, uh, yes, I don't post mostly on Facebook because I don't feel like my posts are being seen, but my information is on there. You can see that it's open 24 hours a day, that it's meet by appointment, what my number is, that I, I'm easily accessible. And Facebook, even though I don't post on it, gives me the most um, 
messages. I get messages almost every day on Facebook. And it, and that's why I, I'm hiring this consultant because I think she can help me. She looked at all of my social media and said, these are the things that we can work on. And I love keeping all of my locally owned money or money that, I, that my gym has collected and putting it back into the community sure. of other local businesses. And so when I saw her on social media, I messaged her immediately. She actually used to be a gym member. And I said, I, I want you to help me. Yeah, let's do this. So I'm pretty it excited. To know to people. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Danielle, I, I really appreciate your time here and, and your perspective when it comes to owning a gym and why you do what you do. And so I, I really, really appreciate your time and I'm excited to see what the future of this holds for you. Down the road. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.